Hello, welcome to another episode of the Creative Elixir. I'm your host, Rose Stardust, and I'm here to inspire you to be creative, to be you, and to step into your power. So, last few episodes, we talked about manifesting the life you want, more specifically, magically, and logically manifesting the life you want. What I mean by magically and logically? Well, magic is out there for us to grab, which is mean by means of um, believing and taking the right opportunities and doing the right things. We can make things happen for ourselves, but we have to believe. And that is kind of like magic because when you don't have something tangible, sometimes it feels almost metaphysical, even though it might not be, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I just roll with it. The logical part, again, is doing the right things, taking the right steps so that you are not getting in your own way. I am not getting in my own way. So let's do a little bit of a recap. In part one of Magically and Logically Manifesting the Life You Want, we tried to make a list of the things we love, what we would do if money were no object, and on the logical part of things, what skills we already have and what resources we already have and what we might be able to make money with. So we were trying to figure out where those things um, overlapped. So in the second part, we talked about forgiveness, forgiving ourselves and others. So we're looking at the past. And then we talked about letting go of what no longer serves us, habits, people, things, that we cling to because maybe they have become a part of our identity but we need to let go we're aware because we need to make room for the good stuff like new habits good habits and then we looked at what our strengths and weaknesses are so we could be honest with ourselves that whole process really is self-reflection We're looking at ourselves and we are being honest. We are dismantling our ego a little bit because possibly it is holding us back from being the best version of ourselves. So in this episode, we are going to take what we've learned about ourselves and update our personality update ourselves a little bit I've heard how do I say this I've heard many versions of this but I've heard that people don't change and it is not true I've changed and other people can change you can change but if you think you can't change obviously it's going to be impossible to change so once again it comes back to that belief thing like you have to have faith in yourself and you have to believe that you can do something including changing yourself to be better 
But fundamentally, yes, you are you. You're going to have your tastes. You might not be able to dislike the music you like currently. But that's probably not what holding, not what's holding you back, right? So let's think about things like, do you hate working out? Do you like junk food? Do you, oh, I don't know. Do you love drinking? I know it seems all diet, diet related. Maybe those are my weaknesses. No, I actually can't even drink. I can't process alcohol. But think of the things that you use as an excuse. And those often will be tied in with your weaknesses, etc, etc. Let's look at some of the nice stuff. Okay, we've looked at our weaknesses. We're aware it's awful. We are not perfect. We have flaws. We perhaps need to learn new coping mechanisms, healthier coping mechanisms, and be better people. It doesn't have to take forever. It takes about two weeks to become a new habit and get rid of an old one. Those two weeks may seem hard, but it's only two weeks. You have your whole, the rest of your life ahead of you. And if you want to actually feel fulfilled within that time, you're going to have to do something that is different from what you have been doing. So accept that now. If you want to manifest something, you're going to have to accept that change has to be in the air. One of the things that... I have found to be helpful and I thought I was being super clever and found this by myself or on my own and I did but then I realized that other people therapists psychologists motivational speakers from all around the world had actually come to this conclusion so perhaps it's a result of reflecting after a painful period in our lives that we come to realize this especially if we have been stuck in a rut. And let's not lie to ourselves. We've all been once or twice stuck in ruts, right? <laughs> once or twice might be a bit of an understatement. And it's okay, guys. Like, it's okay. You are allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to fail. You're allowed to just be in a rut. But also, you're allowed to get out of that rut, heal yourself make better choices, be better, he just heal <laughs> again, and get up, look back, realize what you've been through, and move on. That's all. It seems like a lot when you're going through something really painful. I know. But look at the other side. There's something on the other side better, and you can get to it. Now, that kind of circles back to what we were talking about last week, about having a purpose, having a goal, having something on the other side that you want, so that you can get through whatever rut, whatever job, whatever the thing you had to get through today, so you don't feel like you're going to be stuck in this moment forever. So in mindfulness, in terms of mindfulness, we want to live in the moment, right? We want to live in the moment that we 
are in right now. So you don't want to necessarily live in the past or live in the future, except for when you're going through something really, really horrible. That's the moment where you can shift a little bit to the future, see what is going to be so that you can have hope now. And honestly, you do have to go through some pain to grow. So these pains obviously have led many people to have similar epiphanies. Mine was, I thought back to a time that I thought I was awesome. Okay. And that was when I was a kid. That was when I was like, I don't know, 18. And then slowly I veered off the path and became someone that I didn't really recognize. And I realized that I disliked more things than I liked things. Does that make sense? Like, I think I may have mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, but I looked at my life and I thought I wanted to make a list of things I love. And oh, dear, I could make a thing list of things I hated and I despised and I disliked and I didn't want. But I could put like three things down on the list of things I love and I want to do and probably one of those things at least or two of those things were bad habits and that was a bit of a wake-up call even though that wasn't exactly when I had to self-reflect more it happened when my ex-husband told me that he wanted a divorce he we I don't it's a little hard to talk about it still, but I'm so, so not regretful and I'm thankful that he realized that we were both in arrested development and we weren't going anywhere in this relationship. We had been married 13 years. We got married at 21 and he was 22. And I'm extremely grateful for him. I think he's a wonderful person and in any way that he supported me, I'm grateful. We grew apart and I clung on to that relationship because I didn't know who I was outside of it. We were so young. And when he told me he wanted to get separated or he wanted a divorce is when my world shattered around me and I had to take a really good look at myself. And I knew I had potential like lo lots, loads of potential. But I knew I had come so far away from the person I thought I was at some point in the murky past that I just didn't know how to get back there. So I started journaling. And as I was journaling, I thought to myself, okay, when was I right? When was I perfect? Like, in my own eyes, when was I, I guess nobody's perfect, but when was I the version of me that I thought was amazing? And like really never since childhood, I had built this wall around myself of being 
amazing, <laughs> I thought. But I didn't believe it. And of course, nobody else did. And I was neither here nor there. I couldn't be the person other people wanted me to be. And I couldn't be the person I wanted to be. So I was in this weird purgatory of being wishy-washy, flaky, not a great person, honestly. And that made me think that me at my younger, as my younger self, like when I was seven year old, seven years old, I thought, okay, what would little Rose think of me right now? And it were, they weren't good things. Little Rose at the age of seven, eight would have looked at me then at the age of, say, 33, and would have thought that I had become this lame, dishonest, difficult person who was nothing like what she wanted to become. And that was when I decided to change it all. When you build like a whole system of walls around who you really are to be accepted or you think to be accepted, it's it's not that easy to shed those walls. We've all been there. So that was me being there. And you've been there. I know you've been there one way or another. Either it was some kind of pain that made you realize whether it was divorce or separation, which is almost always a great wake up call. But it's also other things, right? You could become sick and think, oh, dear, like I might not have enough time left to live the life that I actually wanted to live. I know these are hard things to think about or talk about, but it's true. Like, you know it, I know it. You only feel good and full of purpose when you're honest to yourself. And I want you to think about the person, the little kid you were, and look at yourself today and say, am I proud of who I am? Is that little girl, is that little boy proud of who I am right now? And if the answer is yes, a real yes, if they would think you're like cool and that's who they wanted to become, you're doing pretty well. And if the answer is not an honest yes, if it's a bit of a, you know, you wanted to be a yes, but it's not, then you need to take a look at what you can do. Who would they be proud of? Who would little you be proud of? You need to become that person. Because that little kid didn't have all of society's desires and needs and wants and limits and bounds imposed upon them. That little kid had hopes and dreams. That little kid saw themselves as something magical and believed in themselves. And you need to get back there 
as hard as it seems, you need to get back to that. And I ask myself this question every single time I'm doing something that matters or if I might find myself binging a Netflix show for a little too long. I ask myself, what would little Rose think? (laughs) What would little Rose think of me in this moment? Am I going towards that correct direction so that she can be proud of me? And if the answer is no, I have to change course. If the answer is yes, great, I'm on the right path. So do that exercise. Great journaling exercise. Take your journal out and write down about little you and who they would want you to be. The next fun exercise today will be to rewrite our story. But before we can do that, we need to understand what it is that we might want. You need to pick a destination. My destination goes through many different things, many different paths, but it ends up at the same place. And because I've kept that top of mind, I find myself in the part of the world where I can make that dream come true. So you need to pick that destination. Do you want to live a creative life? Do you want to make money from your creativity? Are you actually creative? Yes, you are. Of course you are. I'm just kidding. Do you want more free time to spend with your family? Do you want to become a fitness star? Do you want to feel fulfilled because you wrote a book? Do you want to help other people feel fulfilled? Really, like, what is it? Kind of get in there, get into all the things we journaled about the last few weeks, look at the book and find the clues. Mine, as an example, I realize I love teaching and motivating people. So eventually, I want to do that as a living. But I don't want to just do that because I also get this amazing euphoric feeling from creating. If you want to see the things I've been creating, go to my Instagram account and check it out. It's always in the show notes at Brujeria underscore studios. When you get there, you might see that my style hasn't really, hadn't really settled in. If you scroll backwards and see, I'm just coming into my own in terms of art. But I can do so many different things. Like if I can sculpt, I can paint, I can do special effects makeup, I can doodle like there is no tomorrow. (laughs) But the point being, I just know that what I wanted to do had to be creative and it took me many different paths 
to get to it. Now, I used to be a graphic designer. I don't like really doing graphic design for others. I did specialize in data visualizations for a period. I did like how that made my brain work. Currently, I am trying to build a surface pattern design portfolio because while it engages that part of my brain where it's like the problem solving part, it is still artistic and it'll allow me to make passive income. So I know the things that I need to do. Like this podcast was step one for me to get started helping people. And I could do that for, you know, I have to put out like $80, $100 a month to make it happen. But it's worth it. I could be spending that on drinking or something. And I'd rather hopefully help a couple of people pursue their own dreams and see that there's a better way to live. So helping people, motivating people, teaching people to be creative, being creative at the same time. I am super into people. I'm not 100% extroverted. So these are all like the weaknesses and strengths and all that. So pull together your own list. My ultimate goal is to have a creative retreat that I do a few times a year that I bring people from around the world out onto the sunshine coast of BC where they can join me, see the artistic creative way to live. Of course, there'll be other artists and uh, specialists helping out. There'll be yoga, there'll be meditation. It will be a beautiful, beautiful week for other creative souls to restart their creative batteries and recharge and go home full of hope and inspiration. Now that's the ultimate goal. It seemed so far away when I actually thought of this goal in 2013, but pieces started falling into place because I started slowly believing that it was possible. Now, in your case, your journey, your hope, your dream, your goal is going to look different. And for that, you are going to write your life story. Let's talk about stories a little bit. Stories are how the human brain really internalizes what is being said. That's why we love movies. That's why we love, we used to love radio shows. That's why we love books. That's why we love TikTok and Instagram and everything, because we are going um, and looking at other people's lives, fictional or not. And they are stories. And we just love stories. That's just how we process stuff. So in this next step, you are going to rewrite your own story. You're not going to go backwards. You're going to go forwards from this point on. So in the next journaling assignments, shall we say, your next journaling assignment, you will be writing your story. Do you want to become a pilot? 
<laughs> I don't know why I said a pilot. You need really good vision. So if you don't have vision, maybe pick something else. But do you want to own a boat? Do you want to sail the world? It seems incredibly difficult right now when you look at it. Write it down. Say, I want to sail the world. And then imagine a timeline for this. Say, I want to sail the world next summer, starting next summer. So what amazing things would have to happen from now to then for this to become reality? If you haven't taken your journals out yet, please take them out and write down that impossible seeming dream. Maybe it seems possible. I don't know. It doesn't have to be something impossible seeming. But often we don't act on things because we get overwhelmed because it seems impossible. Write it down. Write down timeline. And then write the story. Honestly, it doesn't have to go down that way. And it doesn't have to happen in that timeline. But you need to trick your brain. You need to trick your brain into thinking that there is a possible path to reach that destination. My dream, I put a big, you know, five-year timeline. But in my story, I put landmarks or markers or dropped pins where I would know that I would have leveled up. So if your dream is to become a motivational speaker, you might need to, first of all, read a bunch of motivational books, right? And read a bunch of books on psychology. Listen to a bunch of other motivational speakers. You might need to become successful in something so you can motivate people. What is it that you love to do? and so on. It's all about tricking the brain, as I said. I don't want to speculate on what your dreams might be, but it's like a treasure map. And remember that because next week we are actually going to make our own treasure map. But for now, you need to figure out your life story from here on end. Just write it like you want it. And then live it. Each day, take a step towards it. That brings me to a podcast, a favorite podcast of mine that I found while I was trying to figure out what was out there in terms of creative inspiration. It is called The Creative Pep Talk by Andy J. Pizza. He also has a couple of wonderful Skillshare classes, and I think you can take them for free if you get the two-week free membership. But seriously, guys, if you can afford to do it, and I don't see why not, just get a Skillshare membership. 
a Skillshare membership will help you on your path no matter what your path is because chances are you're going to need to learn things and those things are I mean $10 a month away some of them at least a little intro into them to see if it is something you want to do and there's no shame in being new at something and trying something out but Andy J Pizza just go listen to his podcast it one it's wonderful it's been inspiring to me i wanted to make a podcast that maybe one day he would listen to and be inspired by because he inspired me so much and i think some of our themes and thoughts are going to overlap because he's like my mind twin without being creepy how do i say that? it's just like if i had a brother it will be Andy J. If I had a brother that I got along with. Ugh. Okay, weird, weird. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy J, if you ever listen to this. But I just hope you would go listen to his podcast because it helped me and I hope you like it and learn something from it. He talks about a side quest, which I've heard other people talk about, which I had implemented in my life before without knowing what I was doing necessarily. I just knew if I did something without somebody hiring me to do it and build some kind of portfolio, I might actually be hired to do that thing. My thing was data visualization. I wanted to make information graphics because I saw some really, really cool ones. And I was like, ooh, my mind works that way. I think I can give it a try. So I went and I picked something I thought was ugly and made it pretty. The periodic table. In school, I would look at the periodic table and I would always think, oh my God, this thing is so ugly. Why are they all these like extra lines, um, rows underneath it? Why is it like this? Why do they always use colors that don't go well together? This is the artist looking at a scientific chart. But just because it's a scientific chart, it doesn't have to be ugly, right? Look at old science books. Everything is pretty. But the periodic table really rubbed me the wrong way. So I sat down and decided I would make a better one. And after about, you know, like a week of research, trying to figure it out, looking at the table, trying to remember and understand what it was that it had to convey because I had been out of high school for a long time and not really looking at a periodic table, I decided that the periodic table would work much better as a circle. And then those um, rows underneath that didn't fit in because it would make it way too long to say be printed in a book etc could fit in following the trends inside the table sorry for the weird noises I, I think there's a helicopter or something then it would look pretty and I tried it out and I saw that still it was working I talked to a couple of friends who were chemists and they said oh it does work that way and 
I turned it into a beautiful circle. You can Google it as periodic circle. It is on visually. There's a periodic circle lab edition. You, I will try and put that as, as a link in the show notes as well. Anyways, that opened doors. Once I put that on, I did another one, which was the it was a hydrogen chart. Honestly, it's been years, so I'm getting a little sidetracked there. And then visually, uh, the company visually contacted me and said, listen, we really like your charts. Would you be interested in one of the people that we contract out to do work for clients because they were going to open a paid part of their business. Like at that point, it was more like just to show your work, like a portfolio for visualizations. And I was like, heck yeah, hell yeah. Oh, okay. I don't want to be like Ned Flanders, but I do like to swear and curse and I want to do it without um, getting into trouble so if you have kids around and if you don't want them to hear words that are deemed bad words I suggest that uh, you be warned that I might say things once in a while not horrible things but things (sighs) sidetracked 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 always sidetracked I think I have ADHD okay so yeah those charts opened a whole new world I did all kinds of data visualizations for all kinds of companies. I did one like for IBM. I did one for Hitachi. I did one for like Wi-Fi. I didn't even know Wi-Fi was an actual brand name at the time. I did one for the Atlantic magazine. I can't believe the things I did from just making charts because I wanted to make prettier things that I wanted to look at. And that opened incredible doors for me, gave me experience. People thought I was a creative agency. Meanwhile, I was doing it like as a side hustle as I worked at an Apple store at the same time. I would come home and like in my pajamas, I would stay up until three and make data visualizations. And Before that, I had written on a vision board, I'm going to make $10,000 extra from doing what I want to do this year. And kid you not, I made like $12,000 extra that year from just doing like five data visualizations. Well, maybe a little bit more. But the power of believing in yourself putting it down onto paper, and then actually taking steps to make things real is incredible. I mean, you can try it with something small. Just take a little small chunk of a goal and just do it. See that it works. It's going to give you hope. I promise. So that's basically a side quest. Do a side quest. And side quests will get... Well, I feel like I've rambled on enough for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to me rambling on. (laughs) I am not kind to myself, am I? I wish I could just write it down like an essay and read it out to you. 
But that is just not me. I think I do much better in improvisational speaking. Though, of course, I have show notes. <laughs> I have notes that I speak from. But those who know me know that I would like to talk a lot. And here I am talking a lot. Next week, we will talk about that life story that you wrote and how we can turn it into a roadmap. We can take steps every day to make it into reality. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And hopefully you will be here again next week. If you like the show, please do write a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you subscribe, you will be notified of new episodes coming out weekly. I might reduce the podcast episodes to three times a month instead of every week, like do three weeks and then take a week off so that I can catch up and do some buffer episodes. Because what I'm finding is whenever I want to record, if I don't have enough time, something happens like a neighbor decides to drill something or cut something or somebody's car alarm won't stop or the neighbor's kids come over and it gets noisy. So I'm thinking about that. Hopefully that'll work for you guys and it'll make it a little less stressful for me. My Instagram is at Bruheria underscore studios. My bio is on rosestardust.art. The show's Instagram is at the creative elixir. Hopefully you will connect with me on one of those platforms, or I guess on the platform you can connect with me is Instagram. And I am really looking forward to talking to you next week about the roadmap. And then we're going to take a week off and I'm going to try and plan the next episodes and get some more stuff for you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful evening. And now make a few minutes, a half hour, an hour for yourself to write in your journal, get creative, get manifesting, get changing your life and making it into a life that you love. Goodbye. Goodbye.